Hi friends, welcome to the Kansas City MomCast, a place to learn, connect, and grow in a relevant and intentional way. We're your hosts, Sarah and Megan. Join us as we interview experts in the field and hear from local moms just like you. This is a podcast for Kansas City moms by Kansas City moms. We know that your time is precious and we're grateful you've chosen to spend some of it with us. Thank you for being a part of the Kansas City Mom Collective community. Hi, friends. Welcome back. I hope you all are well because we are in the thick of sick season here in Kansas City. I don't know about you, but when my kids are sick, it is so exhausting piling them into the car to get to the doctor and then exposing them to even more germs. Our guest today is very timely as they present a brilliant solution to healthcare for our kids. And I love the name personally, it's Snuddle Cloud. Snuddle Cloud is a telemedicine company based right here in Kansas City. We have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Herbert Dempsey and EVP of Medical Operations, Sarah Davenport. We hope you enjoy this interview and gain a new perspective on pediatric health care. Let's get started. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here with us. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Good morning. Good morning. As two busy moms and six kids between us, we're really excited about this topic because it feels like I'm always at the pediatrician's office. Always there. Um, Can you just tell us a little bit about how, what role you think telemedicine will play in the future of family medicine? Sure. Um, Being in medicine for over the past three decades, uh, I've seen lots of changes. And one particular thing that I've noticed recently is telemedicine coming to the front, coming forward, Uh, especially since the pandemic. It's amazing uh, how many things can be handled at home. And telemedicine is basically at home uh, Medicaid, or excuse me, at home medicine. And do you feel like that because of COVID, did that like really elevate telemedicine? Yeah, I think one of the biggest changes we've seen is more uh, telemedicine visits. And um, we anticipate that in-office visits will actually no longer be the first option for people when you call your doctor's office and you're sick. We see that the telemedicine visit is going to be the first option given to you, sort of a gatekeeper, if you will, that will determine whether or not an in-office visit is even necessary. Um, It's certainly one of the most convenient uh, options for busy people. Um, And it also helps to prevent the spread of germs. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, because the sick side and the well side can only do so much. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Both sides freak me out. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So if, okay, so if you're given the option between telemedicine and in office, what do you, what's your thoughts on receiving the same level of care with either option? Well, we don't believe that you'll actually get a a choice as to whether or not you're going to have an in-office or a telemedicine visit in the beginning. We think you'll probably directly be steered towards a virtual visit first. Um, But as far as the same level of care, um, it might be easier to explain that using an example, let's say like an ear infection. You know, a lot of people feel like an in-office appointment is necessary so that the practitioner can actually look in the ear. In fact, we can follow the history and symptomology 
uh, of any potential diagnosis without even looking in the ear. As practitioners, we know uh, there are certain hallmarks for any given ailment, and we can typically rule out certain things based on our training. And for an ear infection, you know, the latest uh, guidelines are that antibiotics aren't even really necessary as a first-line treatment. So although looking in an ear is helpful in certain situations, it's generally not, necess not, not necessary to provide treatment. So that being said, you know, uh, an in-office visit is not necessary in every case, and we can provide the same level of care. Okay. That's very I agree helpful. wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what are you mentioned ear infection? What are some other conditions that would be relevant or applicable to treat with telemedicine? Doc, do you want to take that one? Oh yes. Um, a lot of times, uh, you know, mom and dad want to want to know exactly what I should do about a fever, you know, a cough, uh, sniffles. Uh, there's so many different questions that that can come up with kids' health, and so that's very uh, very easy as far as telemedicine to take care of? I think the, the list of um, potential options is almost endless. As long as we have a good medical history and an accurate understanding of the symptoms, um, we can pretty much diagnose most things in a virtual way. Uh, as long as our patients are forthcoming and we believe that they are, uh, we can treat both acute and chronic conditions accurately and regularly in that space. That's amazing. So as somebody with a kid their first year in daycare, um, <laughs> can, you, can you treat um, at any age under 18? Absolutely. Okay. That's very cool. So, okay. So if you have your telemed appointment, like your initial, and it's determined that your child needs a prescription, what's the next step? Um, it's super easy. We have uh, an, obviously an EHR, an electronic health record system that is uh, required. Uh, most states now require electronic prescriptions over phone calls. Um, so we have a, a system in place where when our uh, patients land on our site as a first-time patient, we always make sure to get their preferred pharmacy. Um, it's stored in our system, and so we can send a prescription in the middle of the visit, so it's available to them as soon as they're done. Um, and then the pharmacy is stored for you know future visits. Super easy. Yeah, much quicker than the old days where you'd have to write out a prescription uh -huh. or yes. call and be on hold, et cetera. It's just instantaneous. It's amazing. I still remember when my oldest got the flu at six months and we were, I think we both had the flu and I was walking around to different pharmacies because they were out of the medication I needed with like a, with you know, piece of paper. paper. Oh, <laughs> oh that's miserable. Yeah. Think yeah, those days are gone. Those yeah. days are gone now. Um, so can you talk about the insurance process? Um, I know you guys don't take insurance. How much does a typical visit cost? Um, and how does that, all the financial side work? Sure. Um, so yes, we do not take insurance. Um, and one of the reasons why we made that decision is because we recognize that most families have a pretty large deductible. And as a result, many times the visits are out of pocket until those deductibles are met. Um, we also understand that most insurance coverage is only in network and we wanted to be an option for everyone. So although we don't directly take insurance, our patients do have access to our uh, secure patient portal where they can get visit notes, uh, visit summary, everything's coded appropriately. So those can be turned into your insurance for potential uh, 
coverage. And we, you can also use your health savings account if you have that as an option um, to uh, turn that in there. Um, and by not taking insurance, insurance, it actually streamlines our services. It lowers the cost and it still, still allows for reimbursement if you're using those insurance avenues. Um, and as far as the visit, uh, $95 per visit is, okay. is what we're doing right now. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And that's for, obviously that's okay. Yeah. And then do you, that. yeah. Do you, <laughs> do you do like follow-up visits or how do you collaborate with maybe the patient's pediatrician if they do need to be seen in person? Um, they have access again to their patient portal. So they, all okay. they need to do is print out their visit summary and just take it right in with them to the doctor's office. Perfect. Very cool. Just amazing. It so, seems like this telemedicine is just so more streamlined. You know, it's 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 easy on the customer. Yes. Yeah. It seems more patient friendly. Yes. Patient well, it's, friendly. It's, it's, or exactly. mom friendly. Yes. Mom, mom friendly, friendly. Sure. Yeah. It certainly allows you less uh, a time management issue. Uh-huh. I mean, from our patient portal, you can literally hop on our site and have a visit within five minutes. Yeah. So how does that work on your end? Are you just sitting there waiting or? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So as MPs, we have a dashboard. Okay. Um, and we also get an email notification anytime we have a new appointment. So mm-hmm. if you happen to have stepped away from your desk, you won't miss it. That's so fascinating. That is so cool. So interesting. So are the Snuttle Clouds medical professionals subcontractors like most telemedicine providers or are they employees of Snuttle Cloud? Well, I might take that one, Doc, seeing as I have a lot of experience in telemedicine on both sides of the spectrum now. Um, I worked for a number of different telemedicine platforms, and so I know the struggle of providers. Um, So as you mentioned, most telemedicine uh, companies are are essentially just brokers. What they do is they contract out providers, and then they're a connection point for patients and providers. Um, the most significant difference between Snuttle Cloud and other telemedicine companies is that our providers are all local MPs and they're also employees of Snuttle Cloud. Our model is really unique in that we are a local pediatric clinic where our patients can build relationships with their chosen provider and actually return to see the same provider over and over again. That was something that I asked uh, incessantly during interviews with telemedicine companies because as a provider, I really like having a connection with my patients. And I said, can can they come back and see me over and over again? And the resounding answer was no. And so, you know, we really feel that continuity of care is one of the key points of our model. And we think it's super important, especially for kids and their parents to build that relationship with their provider um, for the best possible outcomes. So you can land on our website. And if you had a great uh, relationship with Sarah, let's say, you can find her and you can find her next appointment and you can see her again. That's so great. So, yeah. so, so great. Okay. Um, and can you talk about the patient engagement portal of how that is different maybe than what people have experienced in the past? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take that one again, Doc, because that's kind okay. of where I've been. It my, has been my my world in the last couple of months. Um, but yeah, our patient engagement portal is completely customized. Uh, Mike and I designed that for efficiency, ease. Um, it's super robust. Uh, what we wanted to do was streamline the entire process with a focus on our patient engagement. Essentially, like I mentioned earlier, you can land on our website 
enter in a few pieces of information and have a link to a visit within minutes. Um, this is different from what you would find in a brick and mortar office. Generally, what you would have to do there is call the office, hope maybe mm -hmm. somebody answers the phone on that first try, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, then hope that they actually have an open appointment that day, uh -huh. wait for an email, wait for another call back, probably an office staff like the nurse to get all the relevant medical information, then get a link and then finally see your provider. This yeah. sounds so, so familiar. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that we really, yeah, I mean, one of the things that was our main focus was we want this engagement to be super quick and easy for parents because we know how hard it is. Uh, we just want to make the entire process as simple and possible, uh, as simple as possible for our users. That is just That's awesome. great. What are your guys, what are the hours? We are open Monday through Friday from 8 in the morning until 10 p.m. And we oh, are nice. going to be adding weekend hours in the next four weeks or so. Okay. Uh, it will be Saturday, Sunday, 8 in the morning until 5 in the evening. Oh, that's amazing. And then you're also in Kansas and Missouri. Live that's in correct. Kansas and Missouri, yep. Okay. So the patient, they have to be located in that state in order to connect with yes. you, correct? That's okay. correct. Okay. Yep. Lucky people live in here. Uh -huh. That's right. <laughs> um, anything else that you think our moms need to know about using your services? Well, just how simple and easy it is. Um, yeah. it's certainly the idea that you can get quality uh, medical care in a telehealth space. And also, you know, the idea that this is the future of medicine. Right. Mm -hmm. No longer will those in-office appointments be available, especially when you have a sick one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at our pediatrician's office, we're already, you know, with our medication checks or, you know, mm -hmm. things like that, we're already doing telemed. Are you? Yes. Yeah. So I think. That's the future. That's the yeah. future of medicine right there. Yes. Yeah. Well, and one other the thing that I, oh, sorry, mm -hmm. Doc, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you know, the convenience, we've mentioned that over and over and over. But the other thing, too, is that you're not going to be around other kids with germs and catching some other problem. Right. Yes, that's, yeah, that's, it's, and I think a lot of times when you're home with a sick kid, it's like you dread taking them into more germs. Well, or dragging them out of bed. Or and... dragging them out of bed or having to bring a sibling with you or siblings. Right. Um, it's just a mess. Exactly. So, I think this is time, fantastic. A huge time saver. Yes. Well, I was just going to add on there. One of the things that I actually was listening to a separate podcast the other day, and I was surprised to learn that there are only about 66,000 pediatricians in the country. And there are so many areas uh, in the country that just don't have pediatricians. Yeah. It's unfortunately not an area of medicine that a lot of younger doctors are going into. That's um, interesting. Yeah, I mean that's not that's a very low number of pediatricians, and it yeah. also mentioned that I think it said eleven percent of those also were uh, dual specialties. So that doesn't even mean they were practicing pediatrics. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's yeah. it's just not a very lucrative space for medicine. Right. Yep. Sure. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. The, People just aren't going into family practice anymore. Yeah. Well, and That's I imagine true. that hours, you know, their kids are sick all the time versus adults where it's probably a little bit more 
convenient hours working. Mm -hmm. But this yeah, seems to solve that problem on both sides. Yeah, really. Right. Very cool. Well, you guys, thank you so much. This has been so interesting. And um, I just think the whole model is brilliant. And thank um, you. yeah, gosh, of course. And we just, we appreciate the care you give to our Kansas City, our Kansas and Missouri families. Well, we are here for you. I appreciate that. Thank Fantastic. you so much. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you again for spending part of your day with us. We would love for you to share this podcast with other Kansas City moms, as well as rate and review, as this helps others find us. We would also love to hear from you, whether it's to share what you loved about today's episode, an idea for a future topic, or just to tell us how you're doing. We are here for you. You can email us anytime at kcncpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time on another episode of Kansas City Momcast.